tomorrow and that is it for us today and we will leave you with a I can't do it we'll do it live we'll do it live do it live I can I'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks Welcome back to WOTW Radio 88.9, The Cleanse. They call me Woody. I'm here, as always, with Ian the Intern. Guten Tag. And with Pete the Producer. This is Monger Man. Rather, Producer Pete, Monger Man. Smeagel. Smeagel. 38. 3. Ocho. And uh, we got we were off air a little bit uh, right before we started kicking this thing off with a, with a hot topic debate. Hot topic. Fresh, fresh pair of earrings out of the mall that mom or dad didn't want you to buy. Hot topic. Was that? No, that was Claire's I'm thinking of. Actually, never mind. And Claire's every earring that you, mom and dad probably wanted. Either yeah. way, what did Hot Topic sell? Goth. Okay, that was more goth. Okay, yeah. so maybe they Edgy, did. Edgy. Yeah. Emo, punk is that, does it, Do they still exist or is it more of like a Spencer's yeah. thing now? It's more oh, of a... No, Hot Topic's still very popular, I'm pretty sure, among the emo. Very popular. goth. Pro- are, not do, emo. Do goths still Wait. exist? Oh yeah, or are they just emo? Oh now? yeah, I think it's a small knit community. They but yeah, they still wear like the really like wide flared out pants. Janko jeans. Yeah, I I secretly I always wanted Janko, a pair of those. No, they don't I, okay. wear Janko think, jeans. Janko jeans anymore. I think goths are like the pussy bitches, and Ooh. emos are like badass. I, which I feel like flipped. Then I feel like back in the day, goths were like the like what's fucking rage, and then the emos were like. Eh. I don't feel good today, and now it's just like I don't know. Maybe they were kind of combined. Saying. I think so. Yeah, this feels very much like out of that scene from Twenty One Jump Street when they're walking through, and it's like, well, there's the jocks, and there's the emos. I don't know what the fuck they are. <laughs> Who are those? Are the goth jocks? And just stay in your way. Stay in your way. Don't and that whole thing. It's like oh, it's a great cross breeding. And like, like don't don't do it. Do two straps. I'm gonna go one strap. I'm taking one strap. Don't do it. Don't. It's like it's great. But anyways, back to the hot topic. It was best. Video game console. Mm-hmm. Um, two votes for Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to go with PlayStation 2. I would put that as a runner-up. So my justification for PlayStation 2 above Xbox 360 was just like when that thing came out, 2000, A, cheapest DVD player you could buy. Like literally DVD players cost more than it. And so like really? I had a couple. Yeah. Because it was the heyday of DVDs. DVDs only came out and like became like mainstream in like the 99. The worst medium from moving pictures. DVD? Yeah. It was just like, okay, so in terms of viewing only, right, we take out literally the physical thing that it's on. Discs were just like better than tapes. 
because tapes wore down. Discs, yeah, if you scratch them off and stuff too, it's just easy to I don't think they did wear down though. Yeah, like or if you like fucked up the like VHS. you know the wheels thing when you're like five and you're playing with like the inside of like a VHS yeah. tape and you fuck up the, like the inside thing and all the, the film gets ruined. No, like that was always real too. But sound quality on a disc was way better too to transfer than a VHS. I mean it was fine, but anyways the uh, so cheapest DVD player. So I had a couple friends that were able to backdoor getting a PS2 so we could all game and stuff at everyone's house because they just sold it to their parents of, hey you want a DVD player. Don't spend four hundred dollars on that Panasonic. Just get me a PlayStation Two for three hundred, and like you can use it whenever you want to watch movies. Um, but no, that don't get me wrong. That th- I didn't have a three sixty ever. Yeah, did I? I I'm went still voting for it. I went my history. Uh, I'm gonna leave Nintendo out of this because I think that's that's a separate thing, anyways. Out of the mainstream like consoles, I went Sony PlayStation into PlayStation Two into PlayStation Three into. I'm oh, sorry, I take that back. I had an Xbox as well, original Xbox. So, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, PlayStation 3, Xbox 1, unfortunately, like opening night, basically, and then just got a PS4 maybe a couple years ago for FIFA purposes. But why... Is FIFA not on Xbox? It's better on PlayStation. Why? Um, The PlayStation 4 is just better than the Xbox One. Everybody transitioning yeah. over to PS4, and oh. it used to be like an exclusive on Xbox. Like you could get these like certain like icons, and they were only on Xbox. And then once it became mainstream to be, it's available on PlayStation and Xbox to get icons. Everyone moved to PlayStation Four, and so like if you needed a competitive game, you you just you had to be on it on a PlayStation oh. Four. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, the three six Xbox three sixty crowd. Why do you why do you feel three sixty is better? I don't. It, you go. You go. You know, you go, I need to think. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I had a PS3, okay. right? Yep. I'm still voting Xbox 360. Okay. Just because it did everything the uh, PS3 did. Okay. Did you have the, the original PS3, like the big airplane? Yeah. Okay, the fat guy? Do yeah. you have the 20 gig or do you have the 60 gig? Okay, well, I take that back. I only had the original one for like a couple weeks. Okay. It was my buddy, so let me use it mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. And that's what got me to buy the, um, the other PS3. The next the one. The Slim or whatever? Like the smaller one? I don't one? think it was called the Slim at that point. It was did, just called... Did yours still have the disc thing where it's like it was like the slot, you put it in, and it would suck it in? Or was yours like the, the cheap one, like the plastic top, you slid the plastic top off and you put it in there like a CD player? No, it just went in by itself. Yeah, okay. So it's still the mouth, but it wasn't the big fat one, right? It wasn't the OG. Okay. So I played my friends. He let me borrow it for like two weeks. Nice. And that's what I was like, dude, Eli, we got to get this. Eli's yeah, yeah. my brother. I was like, we got to get this. And Shout so, out, like, Eli. We ended up getting it, and it was like the the smaller one then. Okay. Whatever the one. I think it's after- called the Slim or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, but I got that. But just the Xbox 360 could do everything the PS3 did, mm-hmm. minus the Blu-ray. Yep. But like, I never watched Blu-rays anyway. And then it had a better interface. I would argue. Interface was a thousand times okay. better. Okay. So this is something I forgot about this. Cause I, okay. So. To be fair, the reason this also got brought up partially by me was last night on uh, YouTube, like, Bender, trying to find some new stuff to watch. I watched two, like, the history ofs, basically, of the Xbox and the PlayStation. And weirdly, the Xbox one had, like, 20 more minutes on the video. He reminded everybody it started with Blades on Xbox 360. So the interface that you guys probably were, like, aware of was not original. It was actually the third interface. And then they switched at the end to shitty Windows 8 interface. And everyone fucking hated it. Wait, what are blades? Blades? Exactly. That might have been when I. Well, it might have been the launch, one so when launch I started. Date was like you had like. Could you, you just, pull up a picture? Yeah, because yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of, the PS3's interface is iconic. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I just I think it's overall god the, awful, bro. 
It's iconic though. Um, but I don't know. Just like looking at a PS or Xbox 360 from the PS PlayStation side. Um, yeah, that. Yeah. So you had to go like left and right, and it was uh-huh. like very. Okay, well, what? That was the first one, and then what, it I think moved. I started on the second one then. Then it, I think it moved to this. No. 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 That that's, that's a not, Xbox One. No, this is Xbox oh, yeah. Modern twist on the old Xbox. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. So it went, and then it went to the iconic one. Go and it might have just right. Yep. Oh, there, right there. So yeah. So 2011. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that is one. when I started then. Yeah. Oh, fo- the Blade one. Okay. So maybe it was, but either way, the God, I remember the Xbox. What's the, okay, so the 2011 one I'm thinking of. Yeah, when we went um, to the, the tiles. Yes. Yeah, which was uh, fine. I, that I, was still pretty good though. People complain about it. Wasn't well, nearly as ass, ass as Windows 8. Yeah. yeah. Windows 8 is the worst operating system known to man. Yeah. They tried. To, they tried to force everybody to go like mobile. It was fucking dog shit. Stupid. I I will say though the, the operating okay the 2011 mm-hmm. um, interface. For the console wasn't bad, I don't think. No, I um, I don't really have points about it. I know general people. By interface though, I'm mostly thinking of like the options it brought. Mostly the party chat. You get a party chat on yes, Xbox 360. Party was a lit, bro. and you couldn't have that on yeah. PlayStation. And that was Wait, like really no PlayStation Three. There was no party chat, and that was the reason why it sucked mm-hmm. because your boys could be playing a different game and you could still you know yeah it's like modern day party chat yeah fucking Discord yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, that but obviously was, back then when everybody was using consoles, that was lit, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was this, Xbox parties were amazing. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just like iconic. Like, the console is iconic in my head because well, because um, when I started playing video games, it was like Call of Duty days, NW two, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. it was just like, is that that was it? That was it. Everybody was using the three sixty. Yeah. No, for sure. I I think when that's like the biggest thing too. When I, for me, I would say 360 is better than PS3 as well. I was such a Sony like elitist though at the time, where I just PlayStation 3 was just kind of like my thing. Plus the Blu-ray was huge for me, so I was one of the people that had one of the first like HDTVs for sure out of like all my friends groups. Uh, like my parent, I, I remember hooking up to my parents and watching like Planet Earth. When I bought my PlayStation 3, it was I remember this specifically 15 days before the price reduction. So I still had to pay the full six hundred for it. Um, yeah, and then Damn. fifteen days later, later six hundred, six hundred when it came out, man. So for the one that everyone wanted, so there's two that came out, and that's why I asked about the PlayStation Three. There's a twenty gig one that couldn't do certain things. It was weird. Or if you wanted the full capabilities, you had to get the sixty gig one, and that one had like weirdly like like a uh, sim like uh, like expansion card slots on the left, like a little flip up thing you could put, like four USBs had the Blu-ray function in there because they literally put a Blu-ray player in the PlayStation 4 or yep. PlayStation 3, and that's why it was so big. Um, it sounded like an airplane when it was like the fan was like like yeah. was like was cooling even it. Even the PS4 still sound like that now. Yeah, so it's kind of nuts, but uh, the I wanted it for the multifunctionality of it where, versus the 360, which had a year jump head start on uh, mm-hmm. PS3. PS3 came out in 2006. 360 came out in 05. And so... Uh, they were able to like fix some things out, um, other than like the Red Ring of Death. But oh, that is iconic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. Although oh, like PlayStation Three had time. like a yellow flashing light that did the same thing essentially, but it just wasn't as prevalent. You got Red Ring of Death, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I have this great memory. So my oldest, 
I remember my oldest brother, Nick, he got a Xbox 360 probably when I was like third grade, maybe. So mm-hmm. how old would that be? Like eight? No, nine. Eight, nine-ish? Yeah. Nine, ten, maybe. And the first game he got was the first Halo, not three, because that just came out, but mm-hmm. he like couldn't afford it or something. And I was watching him play Halo, and I was like mesmerized. Yeah. I was like, this is the coolest shit. Yeah. And then I remember the following Christmas, he had Halo 3 by then. And I was like, hey, if I give you five bucks, will you let me play with you? <laughs> and I played Halo 3, and I was it was amazing. One of the best gaming Game experience. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. so that went into my fourth grade year. That's when I started knitting those hats. Oh, yeah. I did it. YouTube so I sensation, could, yeah, monger, so man. I did it so I could save up for an Xbox 360. And after I made like... I don't know how much it was, maybe like $160 or something. I got a refurbished Xbox 360 from GameStop. And (laughs) coming back to the Red Ring of Death story, like when I first used it, the I didn't get traditional Red Ring of Death. Uh Like the power adapter had a red light on it, and I brought it in to GameStop like asking about it. (laughs) And there's this fat neck beard like comics store guy from the simpsons looking ass <laughs> and i'm trying to explain to him this situation yeah. and he's like he just pauses he's like red ring of death <laughs> <laughs> or no sorry i i think i remember it correctly that's not how it happened he was standing like in the corner stocking stuff and i was talking to a guy at the like cash register and he overheard me yeah. talking to him. And then he's just like, out of nowhere, Red Ring of Death. <laughs> it wasn't Red Ring of Death. I had to get a different power out. Yeah, just power, power supply. supply. Yeah. And then I sold that like a year later and upgraded to an Xbox 360 Elite. Those were sick. Ooh, oh, the black ones, The right? black one, yeah. 120 gigs. Yeah, those were those were. I was, time. Dude, I felt so awesome when I got that. Yeah, that's solid. No, I... I so for me... um. Halo 3 was fucking... The Halos are great, too. Halo 3, man. So I got an All Xbox the cost, 4. The Forge maps. Oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I don't get you wrong. That That's stuff was all super game. dope. I I think just for me, though, it's just like... That PlayStation 2 of just remembering the, the jump from PlayStation 2 PlayStation 2. I didn't get one like right away, too. That came out in 2000. I probably got one in, like, 01, 02. Um, and I just, like... Just... The, what you could do on it, just being able to watch movies, being able to, like, the games you could play, the graphics just felt, like, for at the time, were just way out of its time. I just think from, like, like the PS3, Xbox 360 days, there was, like, the jump from Xbox and PS2 to those was not nearly the jump it was from PlayStation to PS2. Like, just, and, like, how much more space you could do with the disc and stuff, and, like, oh, the Bro, isn't so that bigger. crazy? The memory cards are, like, yeah. what are they, like? 32 and 64, like, Megabytes. megabytes yeah yeah nuts i don't even know if they make things that are like that big anymore or no. that small anymore yeah no. it's literally yeah. impossible yeah i mean freaking call of duty granted i'm on pc so Over 100 the, gigs 100 yeah. gigs 100 gigs yeah. granted like the same time they switched over to like online based stuff where um the game sizes on those discs were still probably that size like gigabyte size Nate, not necessarily 100 but like like 10 i wonder how much like a Call of Duty I, well, from like 2004 so, like on that disc though. Disc space, I think, for gigs had a back space, right? back on the Xbox 360. You had the option to like in. I don't know what it did exactly, but you could like install the game. Yep. Right, and I think 
those were like six to eight gigs okay back then yeah it would just make it run faster so like a lot yeah, of the stuff yeah. instead of having to read off a disc and then like um so like the the old school storage units so like hdd drives right that's the same concept that they did with like a disc game so it's just a constant spinning and reading information off of that and so like, it takes time to pull it off and process it where when you installed it onto the the, the console itself I believe it was one of the first like SSD based things because they were so expensive that they didn't have a ton of like size. And so what you were doing is it's like the access would just happen faster. So you can just pull up things rapid fast and the RAM stuff too. It's, it's nuts like when you like now knowing so much about PCs after like building one like in the last like three, four years here and like understanding all that stuff of like you hear about like the things that were put into these consoles and you're like, holy shit, these things kind of suck. Oh, yeah. Like they're, they're kind of ass, especially like compared to computer. Now like everyone that used to be like, oh, PC, PC games way better. Race. Yeah, but at the same time, no one fucking plays on a PC. Like now, the cro- they, now, now they it's do. like with the crossplay stuff is dope. But like, I think more people crossover. play PC. PC now is like a maturity than... thing. Like, yeah. I think all my best memories are on PlayStation Two. I had a lot on those, but Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, oh, I absolutely. think back to all the classic moments. Oh yeah, I. The, I mean, the PS Three is PS Three is what got me through college. So, like, I have, like, a lot of attachment to that, too. But I think it's just those, like, middle school days of, like... Yeah. Because no- that's that's about when I was playing Xbox 360 is when you were doing PS2 in your I life. Was, so, that's... Yeah, I was seventh yeah, grade when I started that makes sense. PS3 grind. So, maybe it's just that, like, like that... For us, it's junior high. We were seven through nine. Or you, or you were six through eight. You were seven through nine. I, well, I started... So, I would say my Xbox career ran from... End of fourth grade all the way. No, 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 I was saying, were Wait. you a junior high system or a middle school system? Jun- it was junior seven high, through seven nine. Through, okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. When I graduate, so the year after I graduated is when they moved ninth graders up. Okay. So 2018. Gotcha. I graduated in 2017. Yeah. The, uh, no, it makes sense then. Those middle school days, there's still, it's probably a top five for me. Nothing better than spring break and you get like a Tony Hawk like underground game oh. or like a Call of Duty or iconic moments yeah and you just up till three in the morning like on a tuesday night just grinding out story modes or whatever you know what i mean it's like like i mean now granted literally right now i'm doing that in in general but like in general like now it's like when you're once you become an adult it's like those things become significantly less cool because it's like no one's telling you to go to bed or whatever it's like but spring break you're in like middle school junior high age Parents are kind of like, it's spring break. You can do whatever. They go to bed at like 11 because they still yeah. got to work. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Just go to bed at a reasonable time. And you're just up in your room in front of a fucking, well, you guys maybe not, but I was in front of like a tube TV, like a fucking just like big ass fucking box, just like three feet away, just like failing mission after mission in a row. And then like once you finally beat it, it's like, yes, all right, I can go to bed. 242 i'm not even tired like that feeling <laughs> mountain dew in your hand yeah because like yeah, you bike to the gas station and, like put it on your like handlebars and it's like one on the handlebar one holding yep. that thing and it's like oh man uh, that those moments i think that's probably what it is where it's like for me that was on the ps2 or the xbox like the original one and then ps3 was more college and it was more like i'm doing this because i don't want to face the reality of the real world yet fair for me like ps3 was seventh grade yeah, but those memories, like that nostalgia, didn't really happen. It peaked. Okay, it peaked ninth grade summer going into tenth grade. Okay. Um, MW three, me and my friends, every every night, 
just <laughs> gaming. Because I didn't have a job. Yeah. You know? Oh, the no job um, days. And because you're in ninth grade. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Bro, I was um, working my shitty-ass dishwashing job in the ninth grade. Ooh, I was as well. Yeah. Dude. But yeah. Don't mess we up. were up every night playing Search and Destroy, just dicking around. It was the, the most hilarious times I've ever had gaming was MW3 Search and Destroy going into 10th grade summer. It was incredible. That so that same summer, I had a great like. I and I was a, I mostly just play sports games and shooters and whatever. But uh, we used to do back when they had NCAA football in Madden. You could import your draft classes into Madden from co- the college football game, and so we personally, I would just spend days, if not weeks, combined of just like playing like seasons and franchise mode and like importing draft classes and creating guys and whatever and moving them up from one game to the other. And that summer, ninth grade summer going into 10th grade, like me and uh, JP was one of them. We had two other buddies that like Monday through Thursday, every day in the summer, they'd come over. We'd play basketball in my front yard for like four hours. The five, five, five deal from Domino's came out that summer. So like we would get that. You could get five, it's five, five, five. So like three pizzas, five dollars each you just had to get three so it was like the five 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 deal each medium pizza two topping was five dollars so we'd each get a, a two topping medium pizza from domino's for five bucks plus a two liter add-on was a dollar so for six bucks so seven with like tax and tip or whatever we'd get like a full pizza and a two liter and then at like after we ate at like two we'd go in downstairs and play madden franchise for like four or five hours and that was literally for three straight months our monday through thursday I ate so much pizza. Now that you speak of it, my ninth grade summer was when I was really grinding league, right? actually. Yeah. It's that it's that Dude, end of junior high. I right before have, like high school, yeah. I must have averaged five to six hours a day of a week back I, then. Oh, yeah. Same for me, Call of Duty. That's when I peaked I had in my over rank. 21 days played on MW3. <laughs> Bro, you, you know in how many one, days? In nine months. You know how many days I have in league? In nine months, though? In... Probably like a, if you count for the times I took breaks, probably like three to four years. It's like How many? 70 days, maybe. 80. Of like total gameplay? Yeah. I wonder so, what So, I mean, that's at. like probably on pace, but like I, that's probably I calculated it at my time. I calculated it at the time. I must, I maybe had like 60 days when I calculated it. It, <laughs> If you took all the time that I had existed, that would be like one one point five percent was spent playing league of since birth. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But which is oh, yeah. which is weird because like when I had twenty days, twenty one over twenty one days in MW three, it was the most out of all my friends, which I didn't understand because I never played alone, but I somehow did. <laughs> and I was like, where did I accumulate these four extra? Were your days? friends even close? Yeah, they're like oh. three or four days off. But I was like, where did I accumulate three or four days of game time <laughs> by myself? Oh, those are now it's like. Granted, I probably have. I think I have like twelve. 15, I think I have fifteen days on Fortnite, but that's been like two and a half years, and I'm not. I haven't grinded it like I have been. Like I have lately, but. Ah, oh, bro, I want to. Ah, dude, actually, if I could go back, I'd go back to Fortnite. Right in the beginning again, and become ninja before ninja. Yeah, became ninja. No, even, well, I, whatever. But like, just relive those um, initial grinding periods where I was like at my peak. 
Damn. I what would I go back to? For the right off the top would be the Madden NCAA football grind. That was the fucking best recruiting, and then going in and playing with like in Madden. I right when I like learned about FIFA Ultimate Team, that was a fucking time to be alive. I had way too much money. Um, I was like waiting for like to try to buy a house, so like I didn't have like rent stuff. It was just like one of those weird times. I didn't have any roommates because none of the people I knew that wanted to live with me had enough money to like get on a lease like legitimately. So that's what prompted me to to like buy the house. There's two reasons that I bought that first house. One was to be able to walk around in my underwear and not have everyone tell me like to not. And you se- could smoke weed. And others say yeah, I smoke weed in the house freely, and I didn't even do it like ever. And so it was like one of those things that definitely like faded out after I bought it. But like the third kind of underlying reason was. Yeah, like I ran out of roommates, so no, I, I there's no one to live with me. I didn't have enough money to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom apartment, so I was like, I might as well just buy a house and then like rent out two. It was only gonna be like a three bedroom house, and then just people kept adding on of like, oh, hey, if you got an extra bedroom, I'll live there. I'm like, all right, now I gotta look for a four. Hey, if you got an extra bedroom, I'll live there. Fuck, now I gotta look for a five bedroom house, and it just worked out. But like, I for sure like when I first discovered Ultimate Team, I remember it was in my parents' like house, like just waiting to find a house. And I I bet I spent on that first FIFA Ultimate Team run twelve grand. Holy fuck! You you I told him you know how much I average on FIFA per year? Ten. Yeah, like roughly. Yeah. Yeah. The game is like a hundred after you buy the the special edition to still get like the other packs. It's nuts. In the first week alone, it's usually about two grand. <laughs> the fuck opening night it's 500 bucks and that's because that's the max of like points you can buy and i don't preload it for the for a very good reason like that's smart i feel like whatever saying i'm smart i'm spending fucking 10 grand a year on a fucking video game but like i don't because you can pre-buy points and you can that's the only thing you can transfer from fifth year to fifth year you lose all your cards you lose all your your coins you can only transfer one time your points so if you have leftover points that you've purchased which is the only thing you could directly buy on fifa mm-hmm. it's the only like this is the currency that you can exchange for u.s dollars right um you have a one-time transfer of that. So what people do is the month leading up to load up on points. They load up on points, and then the day of the opening night, they transfer it over, and then they have like a million points. And for the general like conversion rate, it's you you gotta buy thirty dollars for EA access. You just do it because you get the ten percent discount on all EA transactions. So then it becomes after tax in Minnesota, it's about ninety six dollars for twelve thousand points. So about a hundred bucks for twelve thousand points. So you start looking at these people that have like one point two million points, and you're like, "You legitimately dumped like ten grand in over the last month to just like get to this point." It's nuts. That's but insane. Yeah, it. But you just have nothing to spend it on. You're just like, "All right, whatever." I mean, it wouldn't help me because like the banks won't approve me for more money just because I didn't spend that money on a right. on FIFA. It was kind of one of those weird catch twenty twos. But I just did the quick math on average of video games like days hours into days of like i just kind of averaged out kind of rounded down rounded up in some spaces of how much video games i played over the last 15 years i have 642 and a half days worth of video games i've played in the last 15 years wait how have you so i I did it quickly uh i averaged four hours a day of video games six days a week so I feel like that's kind of a good general consensus. I'm sure there's times like in the summer it's down. So then I took off four because that would give me 24 hours a week of it. So a day, literally a day of the of the week is just me playing video games. I rounded that down to 20 to make a round number because, again, there's those times where you're not really right. playing ever. But then there's those times where I'm literally playing probably like eight to ten hours a day. Um, 
And then I took, so 20 times 52, so 20 hours a week, 52 hours. So it gets me like 1040 for the year, hours of video games. And I just took that 1040 times 15 years. Came hmm. 15,000 hours or whatever, and that's like 642 days. Damn. Shit. That's, it's weird when you put it in that perspective. Like literally I've spent, of the last 15 years, about a year and a half of it was just me playing video games. It'd be like that. Yeah, and sleep's in there, pooping's in there. Pooping's a big one. Oh. <laughs> 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 But with that, I think it's a transition. good transition into, yeah, well, uh, recapping the week here as we kind of get away from... Nothing. Yeah, proving that PlayStation 2 is better than Xbox 360, but uh, we'll settle that, maybe finalize that that topic a little bit later down the road on a different pod, maybe get some uh, other opinions. But, yeah, recapping the week this week is going to be... Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Not a ton um, of updates. Mentally visualizing superbia visuals. That's fair. Yeah. You you got some good time to like work on superbia stuff though, I feel like. Yeah. Um Well it's like once the print shop's open, the shirts are already ordered, so it's like once everything's open, I go print them, drop them. Mm-hmm. We should be good any good to go. Yeah. Um what other things do you find yourself like procrastinating other than homework? Um like now so here's the the, the conundrum I'm in. I feel like there's a decent amount of people that also are like part of this is we have significantly more time on our hands, right? Because there's no work, there's less things to do. It's all of a sudden like, hey, I got all this free time for lack of a better word. Yet for whatever reason, I feel like I have less time than I did before all this started. Like even though I had, t- I technically literally have more time that I can like allocate to doing things that to get things done. I just have this feeling of like. I'm not getting anything done. Yeah. I don't know if that, that for you. So like, I, it's just procrastinating. It's just a different form of it. Like, I mean, there's plenty of things I could do, but it's all not fun shit. It's all the planning stuff. And we'll kind of get more into planning later on, but it's all the like groundwork stuff that needs at some point things to open back up before those things can even do anything. And we talked about a little bit on for me where it's like, I want all those things to be able to work. I don't want to have to like do something to a point and then be told, nope, now you have to stop because you literally cannot do anything right now because you're relying on other people. I want the system to be able to constantly flow. And I feel like right now with everything shut down, there isn't that constant flow. Like there's, I just can see all the physical, like literal barriers of like, if you do start this, like at some point, because things are not up and running, you won't be able to continue it or finish it. And if I can't finish or complete it, like I don't really see a ton of Like what? Give me an example. Uh, good one for me would be like, I would love to start working on like some video editing stuff and learning that kind of thing. So the issue here is I would need to like buy some of the stuff, which I could do once I start having income flow, but buy some of the parts. I don't have the physical like ca- cash on hand to go out and buy those things. And so... I would at some point I could download the software I could find like do that stuff I could watch YouTube clips and learn the thing but at some point I won't be able to go out get a camera and be able to start like filming stuff and like editing it because I need to the, the basically the world to start start up again be able to get a job and then start having cash flow and then I can so I'll hit a point even if I do all this learning and research I'm a, at some point a big hands-on person of okay I don't want to just watch you edit your videos in Final Cut Pro I want to actually like record something and like follow along with you. I can't do that right now. And so that's just like an example. And I'm sure there's minor workarounds of it, but at the end of the day, like we're all restaurant industry people at some point, you know, one way or another, that's non-existent right now. 
And then the other job stuff that I probably haven't talked too much on here about, like that's not going, everything's just at a standstill because we don't know anyone to start up. But do you guys feel like there's things that like you're procrastinating on that, like, and if, if you are like, even all of this time, like why, how do you feel? Or why do you feel like you're doing that? Other than homework, because homework's bullshit, and we've no, we've yeah. stated so, this before. I think, I think, because I'm ex- I'm experiencing some of what you're talking about, but I think feeling like you have less time than ever is due to the fact that we have no sense of urgency on anything, or we're out of our routine where we can sleep as much as we want, we can play as much video games as we want, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how to say it, but like I'll find myself going on streaks of call of duty where I'll play like four hours in a row. Yeah. Whereas if I'm working my job, I have a pretty set routine where I'll be in the studio, maybe get like an hour to play video games and then I have to go to work. So when you don't have any responsibilities, I think it's a lot easier to spend your time doing dumb shit. Like, like and then you don't have any motivation. I think it's that mindless shit you're doing. Yeah. That like it takes away time then all of a sudden you're like, Well, like where did it go? I didn't do anything and all of a sudden I have less time. Yeah. I think that's why it feels like, you know, there's less time. Um, for me it's I don't know if I'm necessarily procrastinating anything, but it's just like I can't proceed. Mm-hmm. Can't go take photos. <coughs> can't get anything printed. Yeah. Well on top of that too, like for you where it's like when you're in a some sort of a system or some sort of a space where at the end of the day, once you do put something out there, you're reliant on others to purchase something. Yeah. Right. right? And like nobody's doing it. It just seems like a weird time to like introduce that right now. Like even if you did have it, I was drafting up like a good Instagram story to put out on my main page. It was like, um, and something like really want to like want to drop spring, summer 20. Um, what did I, I wrote it down. It was like, I I just want to drop string somewhere 20. Everybody stay inside. So this, so I can drop it faster or something. Thanks. Yeah. It was like, it was like something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. But it's like, who knows when this is going to be over? Who knows? Like, yeah, they have guesses, know. but like nobody really knows. So I was going to say something about, and this goes for both of you. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> you're definitely limited maybe entirely in some areas, but don't you think there are Oh yeah, things totally. you could be doing instead? Absolutely. Yeah. And then like I can I can um kinda what I was talking to you about today. I can like make sure I know what I want done for my visual for the visuals. So that way once we're back up and running, get everything printed, put that in and then go, you know, hook up John. Like, yo, let's let's go, let's get this done. I know exactly what I want, have everything ready, yeah. and then kind of plan out for the next um, drop, the second one, which I kind of, I mean, right now I'm pretty much almost finalizing in my head, like, what I want the visuals to look like, um, and, like, with the sound, I want it to, like, to go with it, um, and I'm, like, drafting up, like, the Instagram posts. I have one post already. I think I'm going to post in, like, a week or something mm-hmm. um, to the Superbia page. Uh just kind of just, you know, like a prelude to the spring summer um drop. Which had, you know, two weeks ago things not 
shut down or whatever. Um, probably could have had, definitely could have had shit printed. All that jazz. I don't know. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. No, definitely I, planning can do. Yeah, the, and that's kind of what I was kind of talking about before, though, too, where it's like the there's only so much planning that I want to do without being able to go and do it. I, yeah. I don't like the starting and stoppingness of it, and that's what I feel like is hold is kind of like seeing that right now and that's like visualizing that of like okay, even if I do do these things, and I could right. I, I and I'm not disagreeing with you on at all. Not you, literally, people. It's just like anybody that's. Not disagree when you say, "Oh, well, you could just just do these things," and then yeah, once you get to that point, you can't go any farther, and then move on to the next thing. Like it's just not how I work. It's just not. I don't enjoy it, and that's something that John, who's been a guest on the pod before, and I have talked about a bunch, where it's like the enjoyment and the happiness functionality of it all has to be a component of it. If you're just doing it because like you're not getting any enjoyment out of it, you're not getting any fulfillment out of it, like, why the fuck are you doing it then? Like, why, it doesn't really make sense. If the end goal is to, like, well, I think this is going to turn into this or I'm going to make a bunch of money or so whatever, it's like, then I think what you're really trying to do is do those things and this is just the avenue you're willing to do it in. I'm not doing that, though. I'm not here to make money or do this way. I'm doing it literally because I want to do that thing and my process of that thing is to be able to have that flow to it and I just feel like it's not there. Yeah. I get that. I get that, but also, so, whoa, wait, so for the video editing thing, are we talking about something that you want to do purely for fun and you don't care if anyone ever sees anything So, or I, what do you want to do with that? That was more an example, I, I think. Well, for, well, but what I was going to say, yeah. what I was going to say, which I may not apply to it is whatever endeavor you do, I think there are going to be parts and potentially long strides of it that suck and you don't want to do it and it's going to suck ass doing it oh sure like i don't think every it's not all sunshine and rainbows so i th- <clears throat> so i think what i'm saying is i i'm totally understanding of there's there's definitely going to be an element of <clears throat> there's going to be things that you don't want to do that you're going to have to do to make things work yeah. for sure and probably a lot of, pretty much everything right and i'm saying that i have no issue doing those things where i have a, a an issue right now is okay, say I do all those things, but then I don't get to go and do the stuff that I do find rewarding. I do find that I want to do or the the things that I find engaging because literally of like how the world's working right now. And that's where I get really stuck on of like, well, why am I going to do all this shit I don't want to do when I'm then going to have to just sit here and wait for a unset amount of time that we have no real idea of like what's going on right now of of when I'll be able to, to do the other things. Who knows if I even will be, right? What if it goes to a place where, hey, I really want to do that video editing stuff, again, to kind of just keep saying, using the same example. But now, because of how the world worked and because of my finances and because of all this shit, I'm not going to be able to do this this hobby anymore. And who knows, that hobby might have turned into something. I will never find out in my life now. Like, that time has unfortunately passed for things I couldn't control. So for me, how I look at it is like, well, then why do I want to go do that? Like, Again, I'm not saying everything I do has to have like a guarantee attached to it in some way that it does work, but I'd like it to not be <clears throat> literally where set up how it is set up right now in the current like in state of the world, where I just feel like there's at some point because of what ha- what's happening, just a point you won't be able to keep going, and it's out of your control. If there's just a thing where it's just on me where it's under my control whether or not it works out and it doesn't work out, I can live with that. But what I would hate to do is get to a point where it's like, 
and eh, actually it didn't matter what you did like it was never going to work and that's those that's the thing where it's like fuck i don't i don't love that scenario and so i'd rather than just not start it and i'd rather just like it be that thing that okay i wish it would have worked but it just wasn't going to <clears throat> until we get the okay that we can resume life mhm yeah I, yeah i get what you're saying yeah um yeah i i get what you're saying also um this is just devil's advocate right oh sure yeah no totally do you think 10 years from now whatever you might think back with some sort of regret and be like look at how much time i had oh hindsight's 2020 for sure right is this is something this is actually like one of the main it's nice to like remind ourselves of this main like reasons or like themes of this podcast right or this show or whatever is we always talk about the success stories or the major failures because we can look linear backwards. It makes so much sense when we look backwards of, Oh yeah. Zuckerberg went to Harvard, met this guy who had a ton of money, did this, did this, took this idea from these two swimmer dudes or crew guys. And then like was also super good at coding and it just all works. Right? So whenever we look backwards, we can connect the dots so easily. We never tell it the other way of starting at that first dot when projecting into the future there isn't that next easy dot. That next easy dot that you ended up doing that worked when it did work at the, in, 10 years down the road, it felt like, man, this thing might not work. And no one talks about that feeling in the in the moment. They only talk about it after it worked out. Well, of course, like, it's well, great to I, do Well, I wasn't talking about hindsight in the sense of, you know, what if, what if you miss meeting the guy that could make this a million-dollar idea or whatever? Mm-hmm. I was talking more like, okay, we have... This is objective. We all have massive amounts of time that we can choose what to spend it with. And you're not always going to have that time. Will you look back and say, why did I waste all that time that could have been spent developing a skill or whatever? Because you're never going to have a period in your life where you have that much free time again. That's what I was saying. Yeah, no, I you'll regret not taking action. Yeah. I, for me, and who knows, I, I, you can't predict future self, yeah. right? There's going to be different things and different experiences that we can't predict that are going to come over whatever the time period is. 10 years, I think is this example, five years, a year, a fucking day, right? You're always going to look in, and I think those like basic forms of regret of, man, I did have all that time, but I think to me, I, I don't know if I can mutually like, exclu- like separate the idea of looking backwards and seeing it as like a linear path. Versus, like, in the moment, it didn't feel that way. And, like, that has to, that counts for something. That definitely means something of when you're living in it and through it. And that's, like, a great, like, I feel like this is a great, like, forum for us discussing that, like, present, presentness of it. Of it doesn't feel like the next move is going to do these things. When 10 years down the road, we look back, maybe it is. Maybe all this time was like, man, I'm glad I used that free time to do that. Or, man, I wish I would have used that free time to do this and I wouldn't have had to do these things then. For sure, I think that exists. But, like, the, that's always the, like, the risky thing of, like, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, is when you look backwards at that stuff, it's way easier always, to understand. Yeah, it always makes sense. But in the moment, it ne- it was it never that clear. Sense. And it... it it, it's just, it's one of those weird, it's that dangerous part of the comparing the two, like, time periods of, like, you only know what you know. We don't know, like, what tomorrow is going to bring. We have a general idea, and right now we have even less of an idea than normal, but I, I think, right, I, I don't know. I, for me, again, it goes back to that process stuff, where it's like, that's just not my process on it, and 
maybe that's what I'm going to regret is, Mao, you should have developed your process better. I don't know that now, though. But what was I going to say? I mean, for me, I always look back. I'm like, fuck Ian. Because I procrastinate all the time. And I, you know, you know, use my time unwisely, notoriously. Um, but I think that's just like one of those. So like always is still a learning thing for me where it's like, which stuff are you going to procrastinate? Yeah. And I think, I mean, with superbia stuff, I think the more I do it, the easier it becomes of like identifying different aspects. But like, I mean, like right now it's always, it's still, it's just so like finding out like where to print, what's the best printing thing, blah, blah, blah. And all that's so tedious that it's just like, mm-hmm. there's no like readiness to want to go and fire. Yeah. It's always that, well, let's just keep looking. Let's debate. Do I want to spend $50 right now? Because like you only have, there's only so much money you mm-hmm. can spend before you have to put more money back in. Yep. You know, it's like, how do you want to spend that money? And like, for me, that's usually why I take so long to do stuff is because like, I'm always focused on the money aspect. Mm-hmm. which maybe that's good, maybe that's not. I don't know. And I guess I won't know until something, yeah. ta- until the whole thing tanks or the whole thing succeeds because the frugality was there or mm-hmm. what. Um, but, like, a lot of things, it's like, for me, it's like I'm hesitant because of that. And it's like, well, Ian, you shouldn't. And then, like, I get something done and I do something. And it's like, you should have done that right away. And yeah. it's like, you know, obviously you, you say that, but it's just like you don't know. And yeah. it's, for me, it's mostly a money thing. Um I feel like, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but, mm-hmm. I, and then a lot of stuff too is just like, like when am I, when am I like, m- like creatively motivated to like do stuff? I think that's a lot of it too. I don't know. Oh, I'm an idiot. I touched it. Yeah, I mean it's just the headphones. Just jiggle oh, the cord. There we go. He didn't hit anything. He just missed the cord up. Yeah. Something but, I've honed the last year is. I think motivation's an hor- a horrible way to decide when to when to work on something. Hmm. Interesting. Because I I get where I, motivation comes and goes, mm-hmm. and it's not sustainable. Because as that's the New Year's resolution, you can be really motivated, and then after that wears off, you you have no shot of completing it. Yeah. It's a matter of discipline and riding the waves of motivation when they come. Mm-hmm. Something that I used to procrastinate a lot and this technique I found that really helped was, and this can be applied to other negative habits or whatever, you say out loud whatever negative habit you want to do and then you list what the consequences are going to be. So for procrastinating, you say out loud, you say, I'm going to procrastinate and it's going to lead. And so it can lead me to a lot more stress, um, uncertainty, or you could say like, I want to eat this chocolate cake because mm-hmm. I'll have a stomach ache after and whatnot. And so you just put the negative lens yeah, on yeah, instead yeah. of the positive and lens. For me, after I did, it took a long time to actually have an effect. Mm-hmm. Like, just, hundreds yeah. of repetitions right no, i think that works for it a lot rewires of your yeah. brain no for Dude, sure it can some people for sure. yeah. yeah um i mean the one the one thing that instantly connects with me is every time i'd go into work right yeah because I, I always get there early like 20 minutes early because i like to clock in 15 minutes early because mm-hmm. you know 
four times 15 minutes early that's an extra 12 25 yeah on a paycheck you know yeah um that's extra canes meal so that's how i <laughs> look at canes. it it's free canes so every time right before you know i i turn off my car and i'm like <sighs> take a deep breath and i go <sighs> i just tell myself let's get this fucking bread and then i go <laughs> and then it's just like game time yeah yeah i don't know i just grind grind time i should say yeah I... well you have you guys heard of the I don't know if I should call it a theory or whatnot, but like it's more of like a technique where you take action within, I think it's five seconds of whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, th- the thought is that if you do it before five seconds, that you can't overthink it and it leads to a lot more action being taken. Sure. So like going one, two, three, and then jumping off a yeah. bungee jump thing or whatever. Yeah. No, I, 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 that reminded me. I believe that that theory has some like relevancy for sure. My, I think my bigger thing, like all these things are like, I think good. I think it's one of those things like it, it probably comes down. It's situational and it's, it's to each person is a different individual and things are going to work for some people and not work for others. And I think everyone understands that that's not a crazy concept, but like for me, all the things I think I talk about with this stuff, it's two, it's, well, it's a bunch of categories, but the two categories I think that come up right now is the first one of. I really didn't fucking want to do it, right? Is I was making it a bigger deal than it was because I was trying to like psych myself up to do it. But at the end of the day, I really didn't want any part of that thing. The other is when all those things don't work, when you don't have like, you don't get to control the parameters of that thing. So the decision, the timing of it, the time spent, the amount, like whatever it's, it's more, there's a chance or an opportunity that this thing's going to come up. You need to be ready for it. I'm not going to tell you when that is though. And that's really tough because you don't know when you don't know what's coming to have that uncertainty and that ambiguity, ambiguity to it. Like those moments of, okay, yeah, I could do that. But, but if I, even if I say it out loud and five seconds comes and I choose to do it, like the opportunity to do it might not be there. So I was like, okay, I can't, it's just that waiting around feeling of like, those are the things I think I always think about where, and that's probably when I talk about, you know, like 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago when we were talking about the kind of the stuckness of it, of the times and, and the procrastination. It's more, okay, I I maybe it's not procrastination. Maybe it's something different. But I think that's the term that comes to mind where it's like I'd love to go back to the video editing example. I don't know when the opportunity to do these things is. So, like, I can sit here and prepare, but at some point you're going to get this paralysis by analysis thing. And you're just going to overthink things and you're going to get in your own head. And then that's where I get like really frustrated where I'm like, I, when is this going to come? I'm literally waiting on things I can't control to like, to make or take action. And I, I don't know. That's what, that's kind of like what's been kind of driving me the most nuts lately of, I want to do all these things. I want to do whatever. I just, I literally can't control those things. I agree. A lot of, what comes with luck and whatnot is out of your control, but don't you think, I think you can tremendously control, um, occurrences of opportunities by building your skill level or whatever to a good enough level where you'll get a hundred times more opportunities to do certain things than a much less skilled person. I think that is incredibly privileged outlook but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true for those that exist in that world i yeah i I'm not that, calling you that, privilege, that, I'm that just might be that. privilege but for example i think once i 
keep grinding in the studio, my skills are going to get to the level where I have a hundred times the opportunities that I'd have right now, for example. But again, I think that's a privilege tie. Why? Just because of like who you went to Berkeley, you were able to get into there. Like think of the one that wasn't, you look a certain way. You're from a certain area. I don't come from a certain money background. I don't know if that matters. But look at there's okay. But there's, you have you can the look at success, you can look at successful people that overcame every obstacle that are ugly I, as shit and but you can look at people that have come like, overcome the same obstacles and didn't get the same chances you can sit at the person who sat next to bill gates in that computer lab i think and it's also very situational windows. for sure i think Correct. it's too like depending but, on no, what no. industry i wasn't saying about. i wasn't saying it was like it's guaranteed that i'll have these opportunities but you you increase your chances tremendously. Sure. Opportunity presents itself to those who are ready. Yeah, but the ready part, you're just the How ready. How willing you, are you to? There's not even a willingness. You're, there's too many assumptions that you're jumping through here. It's the like the things that we've never. All of us are relatively in the same like kind of like background. So I think this kind of applies to all of us. The things we've never had to worry about: electricity getting shut off, food on the table, toilet paper up until this week, uh, like school and education opportunities and levels that have exceed the norm for 97% of the country, probably 99.5% of the world. Like we've just been like in that privilege. Like I, I include myself in this. I'm incredibly privileged with this too. But I think to then go and jump to conclusions and say like, Oh, the opportunity just has to be there because like, and you got to be ready for it and preparing with a skill set. There's literally people that were are in certain areas and they just lost out and this in the like being born in certain area of lottery that don't have the access to the same things and don't have the opportunity to just like get up and move like that idea of, well, then just go oh, move correct. to that area. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not comparing so, myself to someone in some shithole African country. I was, I was comparing myself to people in the United States. Sure. So, so, so similar people to your situation. Yes, correct. for sure. And that's what I'm saying is like, it's not, when I say it's privilege, it doesn't make it incorrect for situational things like that for sure. But I think in general, when it starts to get the broader you bring that that concept out, and I think that's what a lot of people do with concepts like that, not specifically that one too, but just like where it's, it's the the broader you get, the more like situational it, you get you realize it really is of sure, that's not a general concept for every single person though. It's more just you have to still fit a certain parameter set and then these things do definitely apply. But I would yeah. say it applies to a majority of people in a first world country. I think there's a like the poverty rate even in first world countries is still really high. No, I, I know, I know, but I know, what, I know. Like, I think they'd have to I think come it applies, a lot more obstacles, but they're not so far away comparatively to yeah, correct. third world countries. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I was so, never ever thinking about. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was yeah. never thinking about like second and third world countries. Yeah, I wasn't either. Yeah, and I think that's they would and never that's, hear and this. I think exactly, and that's I think where it comes again. Well, <laughs> well I, they also probably don't speak our language. So that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> yeah, but the the, the <laughs> someone hear this, <laughs> the harshness of it, the the truth, harsh yeah. reality. No, for sure. I think once, yeah, once you identify, yeah, when you identify first world country, they're never gonna yeah. want to probably become beat makers. I, you know, I, I was, mean, oh, I know. So yeah, like, this but, is very timely. Actually, I was working on some of my psychology homework last night and this the chapter i was doing was on personality and i'm trying to remember what the term is it's um fuck what is it anyways it's some term and the term describes how you look at what's in your control and what's outside your control 
Oh, it's Locus of Control, I think is what it's called. Locus? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Locus of Control. That's what it's called. And an internal Locus of Control is a person who believes that they they have a lot. Not everything, but they have a lot what's in their control. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot what's in their control. They can't, you know, control everything that happens to them, but the majority of it. They can work hard. They can study to get good grades whatnot. And then the external is people believe most, maybe not most, but a lot of what happens to you is outside of your control. They're the type of people who don't wear bike helmets because they're like, if an accident happens, it happens, right? And Hmm. internal, or is that right? Yeah, internal locus of control is correlated with much um, lower rates of depression and anxiety. Internal is? Yeah. Okay. So the way you believe what is in your control and what's outside your control, I'm going to research it more. This was just a very surface level reading. Sure, sure, sure. First, but, first stab at it, yeah. But this is relevant to what we're talking about. I think what you believe is within your control. So, for example, with my beat making, I can control being in the studio every morning, trying mm-hmm. to learn something new every day, yeah. grinding on Instagram. And that's going to massively increase my chances of being successful. Sure. No, I agree with that for 100%. Um, I think where I where I'm at is... Again, this comes down to more process for me. I don't, I don't think it's anything related other than that for where – take say we were both beat makers, right? Yeah. Change my video uh, video production thing to example to a beat making production. Same thing, right? In theory, we actually kind of actually have exactly the same equipment. Like mm-hmm. we both have guitars, both have keyboards, both have midis, both have the same DAW, have an operating system, and time. A yeah. shit ton of time and live in the same house and could pretty much – and don't have a job, right? It's – so for sure, you're the the one that wakes up and grinds in the studio for four to five hours in the morning and does all that stuff versus the one that doesn't. For sure, opportunity and all that stuff would come more to that. What I'm saying is my stuff, I feel like, exists outside of that where I'm not grinding in the studio in the morning. Granted, I, I'll tweak this at the end of it too because right now, at some point when I would need to go and do something that requires another person to be able to do it or money to invest back into it uh, – I can't do those things because literally like the world has stopped. And so like if I wanted to go, say you want to go put a show on, you couldn't put a show on right now because people cannot gather. Right. Correct. That kind of stuff. Not like that's just an example. Again, what I'm saying is I see those things out in the, like in the front and saying, I would like to flow into that. I'm not saying it has to happen tomorrow, but I would just like that thing to exist. I'm also adding on to it. The same thing where I also don't know when we get out of this. If even if I would have put all that work in that, I would be in a position where I can continue doing it because things might have changed so drastically. So wait, can you give me an example to that part? Yeah. So like, what you mean? I can't get a restaurant job once restaurants open because there's way too many people getting restaurants because enough closed enough people lost their job. And now like I don't have an income form. So now I don't have that income. I have to get a different kind of income. And the beat making thing was reliant on a certain level of income. And now I have to take a lesser of it. So now I can't go and do the beat making thing again even though the the world's open back up, for example, I'm not you know specific, but uh, that's more how I see it. Is I don't know enough to be able to gather enough information to know that what the, I'm doing today currently is relevant to what I will be doing or who I'm going to be in the future. Some people, I'm not, and and that totally works for them, can still 
put that past and say, eh, I'm going to work on this anyways. And that's a great, my process, and that's what I'm saying, that's what might be flawed in all this. To me, my process doesn't allow me to get past that. For me, I get stuck on, if I can't do this and I can't get to the point or have the opportunity to get to the point where I'd like do this to how I want to do it or where I want to be, then I would rather invest my time knowing that that is rather short in relativity to the world, right? In something that could evolve into it being a product that at the end of the day I'm, I'm proud of or like want to get to. And that's where I'm stuck at. I so think. I'm still trying to understand what you mean by will it still be relevant? So correct me if I'm wrong. You're unsure if you're going to have the money to buy money or resources or both anytime in the future to be able to continue doing the same thing. Or will I have to then take that time and put it into something else? Maybe all of a sudden I have to work two jobs now and it's 60 hours a week. Okay. okay. So, so would saying? that be, would that be in the situation where you pulled out money now to buy the equipment now? Or no, I'm saying like my situation completely changes because of there's, and I don't know if it is or isn't going to. And that's so instead of, instead of being the grind in the morning for X amount of hours, beat making, he has to go to another job. Yeah. And now I can't make beats at all anymore. So all that work I did beforehand stops once the world starts up again. So even though I did it now when I had the time to, it didn't matter because once the world started moving again, I wasn't able to do that anymore. Oh, oh, I would say to that you can always and it doesn't have to be four hours a day you can always find 15 minutes to an hour in a day sure to do something yeah but like think of like just on the same example of like think if i limited your beat making you can only make beats for 30 minutes a day yeah like, my opportunities would yeah. decrease yes but if that was my only opportunity versus nothing i would take that over nothing would you you'd still do it yeah absolutely and would you think and, that mentality though correlates yeah. to success still for sure okay those who who will still take the itty bitty nothing yep. to absolute dead nothing? Yes, are the ones that will succeed versus the ones that won't. They have or the characteristic likely, to more, more likely, likely succeed. succeed. People yeah. would, would be shocked how much. Because I always kind of cringe when I hear someone say they are like, "Oh, I wish I could play guitar or whatever," or mm-hmm. "I I have no music talent or whatever." If you did 15 minutes a day for a year you could become a decent whatever instrument player. oh for sure it adds up it's, it's kind of like how this anyone is growing anyone it's outside of the extremes that have five kids and has to work three jobs you can find 15 you can yeah. schedule 15 minutes into your day oh yeah and they choose you actively choose not to yeah because process and that's mm-hmm. that's what i labeled on her and i'd say exactly the same thing i think this kind of relates into like our broader topic here of like planning of that idea of as you kind of round into that of if you only had a, if you had a hard cap of let's say an hour a day like yeah. there, like that was it that's all you're going to get would your end goal change would your plan change or like what you want the beats to like made out of would it now just become of hey let's maybe get to a point where i release some cool songs on like instagram or soundcloud and whatever do that or would it still be your goals would still be the same thing i just know as i fucking bash the microphone uh would you still like have the same goals you do now where you can create four, you could in theory create like 12 hours a day to do it if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, I don't think my goal would change. It would just, it would come with the awareness that it's going to take longer to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I find I have the best productivity 
when I limit my studio time to probably four to six hours. I think I get when I'm working a job and I can squeeze in that four hours, I think I'm way more productive doing that than trying to do an all day studio. I feel the same way actually. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I don't think limiting your time is necessarily that bad of a thing as long as it's still like an hour. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the end of the world. Like if it's limited to 10 minutes, that would be a much different story. Sure. Um, I think wait, what if not so much superbia, but like Fortnite for you, for example, think back to like when you started your Fortnite grind or your league grind. Yeah. What if I told you, you could only play one game a day. Like would how, like how do you think that would have like out, changed the outlook of it? Granted, although I think both those examples were more, you like were able to grind it and then got good and then realized well, these opportunities. I why, why would I only be able to play one game? A Whatever day? reason. I, it's just saying like, that's, that's just the, the or, new reality. Would I have a, Yep. option really to play more or is playing only one game my only option that's basically your only op- so it, okay you obviously always have other options well i guess but- what i was asking if i can only play one game do i really have a choice to play two games then like that's kind of my only option right is to play one game or to not play it at all correct pretty much because you pretty much have an hour, whatever, how long a week game takes. You yeah. have that block of time free between work, between school, between other responsibilities, between life. There's other things that are still like that you want to do to be the well-rounded human being that you ideally value for yourself. And I'm saying you could change some of the other things, right, and totally like switch everything over. But we all could do that right now. We all could find a job that pays enough to be able to go and do that other thing that we want and then we could like there's always ways to work around it but i think there's also a, a rational understanding level of people of okay there's also a base level of everything too we can't just go when we're creating these hypothetical situations like we can't just go like oh well i'm just going to do this then it's like that's not how it works and we all know that that's that's what i'm trying to avoid so you have everything set up to the point where you just have this amount of time cuz i think there's people that do that really, that probably have the same interest level in league, in college, or yeah. whatever it is, right? In Fortnite. And, but their situation to be able to do those things only allows them that one game. So if basically, if you were them, how, so, how does so that affect your, choice your long-term is either planning? play one game or none? Basically, you don't have mm. the more time to do it. Right. It's just penciled in of like, let's just say it's an hour and let's say these games take an hour just to make it an easy scenario, right? Right. And instead of being able to have those days where you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking not go to work and I'm going to grind for eight hours and I'm just going to get better. Because I've had those days with FIFA. I usually call in sick to work and it's bullshit. And I say, you know what? New FIFA came out on a Tuesday. I need to take this Tuesday all day and I need to take Wednesday all day and I need to fucking learn how this game is played. You don't get that, right? It's just that's not a reality. It's a lot more calculated then. Yeah. Why how does would that you, change? Why would you choose not to play the game is what I'm because to you, and that's what I mean is like the long term plan is where that for in my mind the long term sh- plan changes probably the evaluation would be for that person who chooses to not play is it's not worth it because I'm not going to get to the level where it's going to matter I think I might I, be I might be proficient yeah, I still would not, I would absolutely play still play I, yeah. I don't get that mentality so I think it, I think I would still yeah. play yeah I think the end goal changes a little bit yeah because like. You know, I'm not able to, for me, it's like I'm not able to put in the amount of work that is necessary to get to that point, to make it realistic mm-hmm. of me getting to that point. Um, 
So I think the end goal changes. I'm still going to play. You're just going to play because you find an well, enjoyment out of it. Then. Well, that right. sounds like a unhealthy level of perfectionism. Is if I, I can't th- be amazing, mm-hmm. then why would I even? Well, bother? I think there's. I think no. I think there's. I mean, I mean, like that's probably just my mentality in some things where it's like, for things I want to do, it's not like that. But like I know for a fact that I'll never be a professional Fortnite player, no matter how hard I grind. There's no way. Yeah. But you still just enjoy playing Fortnite. Right. And I mean, like... And so that changed, right? I mean, like, being... Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, me... I mean, would I be... Would I take an opportunity, like, yo, you could grind for X hours and become this good and start winning money Mm -hmm. and get sponsored? Of course, I'm going to take that. Yeah. But, like, how realistic is that? Exactly. And I think that, like, given my current opportunity, that's just not a... That's not a risk I'm willing to take. Mm -hmm. Let's flip this back to the beat making thing. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me think about that for a second. So, okay. like, I mean, you say it? No, I'm trying to process it. Cause yeah, yeah. I don't really. So, so here's here's another way to think of it. Same same scenario is what if I told you that your situation, time now doesn't matter. I'm taking the time element out of it, but time kind of still does. I'm just taking the number out of it. What if I told you that the amount of time that you have to make beats right now mm-hmm. is not enough time to where even if you did it for 50 years, that you'll ever get to the level to be able to produce music where you can turn around and go sell it and turn it into anything. Would you still do how you're doing things now or would your plan change into, I'm just going to ignore, create stuff that I enjoy, like, for example, or, you know what, I'm going to Would t- the end goal change? Yeah. Oh, well, in that situation, if I, if I, if someone came to me and be like, mm-hmm. said those exact words, then yes, that would change, okay. but that is not realistic. I think what I'm trying to like more like relay across through of this whole 10 minutes of incredible jumping around and hard to follow like examples is more the idea that if someone could present like the, the thing that you want to do like changes like how you like what you want to get out of it. You, I think when you go into doing something uh, and you start out with it, you have this idea in mind that you want to turn it into whatever level and whatever like ratio or percentage of likeliness that you put onto it doesn't matter. There's some level of there's this percent chance. It might be 0.0001. It might be, you know what? There's a hundred percent chance that if I drink this can of Mountain Dew, I'm going to have to piss yellow in four hours, right? Some, there's some scale, right? Of that, mm-hmm. wherever you put it on there, that when you go in and do it and you're setting that stuff up, this is where I want to get to. And then the thing that no one could predict is the life element of that's because based on the information I have, when I made that decision, these things were all possible. But then coronavirus happens and all this shit got fucked up that wasn't supposed to. That was not part of my plan. That's more the question of like one, when that stuff happens and you see that stuff happening and going on, how does that change your goal that you had started out with? And now how does it look different? Or for you, is it more, nope, I, it, the, the goal is still the same. I'm just going to have to now change the process. Right. Is the process I, more important than the result? Well, I think there's an incredible difference between knowing 100% the outcome versus even having the tiniest percentage of it happening. Not knowing the outcome, it's it's you have a percentage of likeliness that it will happen. Correct. Yeah. So so if if someone was to tell me the exact outcome, I know what will happen. Oh, that's I way think, different. For, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to be crazy to not change things. But if if I have the smallest percent chance of still achieving it, mm-hmm. I would probably wouldn't change anything. So if it went from, and that's, I think what a lot of people deal with, it's more like these percentage realistically. And it's, it, 
statistics are weird to start with, but like realistically, a lot of these like lofty goals of like turning into the exact thing that you had in mind day one, right? Because they always adapt and always change over time, yeah. right? Is probably really small. And when these major life things do come around, because that likeliness was so small to begin with, even though it drastically changes, it still doesn't drastically change. Like point zero 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 one percent change to point zero 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 one percent is a drastic change in terms of like yeah. statistics. But in general, it's really not like both were like really unlikely, anyways. Like it's still the same general category. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I I meant like I wouldn't give up versus I wouldn't be willing to change sure. my plans. Yeah, and I think that's the identifying thing right there. As I'm saying, is yeah, like, yeah. I do tend to just give up where I'm just like, yeah. eh, I'm gonna go find a different thing. Well, I, dude, I used to, I used to be very unhealthy perfectionist before I started playing guitar. Like guitar was the first thing that I sucked at naturally. Yeah. Like I was, I hit puberty before everyone else and school was pretty easy in elementary and whatnot. And then guitar destroyed me, bro. And that made me develop a mentality that I have now kind of trying to destroy perfectionism, which I think is the underlying problem with that mentality. Yeah. I would say up because for me, the level of like the term perfection though, which I would kind of agree with if it, if it means it's this is perfection is me hitting that point. It's a hundred percent of the, it's my own capacity. It's not perfection in terms of like, let's have a shared definition between everyone that does it of like, Oh, it needs to be this level for me. It would be the level that I had set in mind to get to the point where these things happen. Right. Does that make sense? So it's all an internal capacity thing for me in that case. And yeah, then it's a, for sure a perfectionism thing for me. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to get to that point. However, if it's for me to say, okay, I want to get to the, like to be the best who's ever done it now compare myself to other people. I'm never like that. I never think of it in that okay, way. So, so that would be like saying if I wanted to learn Cliffs of Dover is what's Cliffs of Dover a very hard song on guitar okay versus becoming the best guitarist who ever lived correct and you're in your level of your oh yeah 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 that makes sense yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying is my goal when i say like oh i want to do the video editing stuff but i won't it's my goal of where the level of what i want to be at and competency level i don't think no longer can exist in the current state of things because too many things are in flux i'm not saying i want to try to go and like be a video editor on like a major motion picture for like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's not, a, that's not my goal. I also don't know if that's realistic um, for, for me, it might be realistic for some 17 year old that is going to college and wants to do it. But like, that's more what I'm saying is that's when I talk about process for me, it's always thinking of like, okay, it's always like that me competing against myself of, I have set these goals. I want to do this. And then all these things that I can't control that existed outside of it, that I was just kind of, like everybody else, just kind of planning on those running its course. I didn't plan on these other things. Now affects me, even though I, and now because of this one, the result is I have all this extra time on my hands. That's where I get that feeling of, well, fuck, like, I, I don't want to do it though anymore because mm-hmm. what if it never fucking happens? That like, that defeats the purpose of why I set out to do this. And so that's where I'd usually just like, eh, let's just go find something new to figure out then. But that's what I'm more asking for you guys and for like those listening along, just kind of think about of like, how does that stuff kind of affect your process and how you see that kind of stuff? Well, I think, I think all knowledge or whatever can only benefit you. So let's say I never make it in beat making. I think all the knowledge or discipline I learned from trying to achieve that goal 
will help carries, me tremendously in yeah, a different yeah, aspect of my life. Weight. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think it can ever really go to waste. Mm-hmm. If So let's say you learned a bunch about video editing and three months from now things don't happen or whatever. I, I don't think that would be a negative thing. Yeah. I Yeah, that's fair. What do you say? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. That just... I think Warren Buffett has said, like, knowledge is, like, exponential... Um, what's the word? Exponential or compound interest. Yeah. Knowledge is like compound interest. That's what I meant to say. But has Warren Buffett ever used Final Cut Pro? Maybe. I, no, I, I bet he knows some cool skills that we don't know about. Oh, I'm sure there is. Like those those dudes always have like these weird fucking things that they're like really good at for some reason. Yeah. Like he was like a like a world class badminton player in college or something. It's like what? That's. Yeah. And then he became like the smartest stock programmer. Yeah, no, I yeah, it's just I think it's just something like to, interesting to think about when a, in a time when we all have like plenty of time to think about shit where it's just like for me where I'm just like the reevaluation of pr- like what is my process is something I'm always like not focused on. That's probably the wrong like approach that and I don't have it, but like more that I'm aware of of like you're only for me and that's how I see it right now in 2020 of like you're only as good as your process. So for example, like like I'm not willing to wake up and like put five hours worth of work worth of work in, in the beat. So like for me to sit here and assume that I'm gonna get to the same level that like you would be at it is asinine. Yeah. Right. That's like I I'm very aware of that. Like I if I wanted to do it, I would have to start doing that. If not, I'm already behind anyways and do a bunch of different stuff. Right. Um, well, yeah. You I wouldn't recommend starting with multiple hours. I'd recommend just doing thirty minutes of something every yeah. day. Exactly. Maybe where, even less. Yeah. And the growth rate, it's kind of like, like, it's like Pokemon, yeah. where when you're at level five, you need less experience points than when you're at level like 75, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. And where it's just like, then you got the grinding happens at those later stages and 10,000 hours and all those different kind of theories get added to it. But no, for sure, we're almost like the, the planning stuff of when you have all those things going on and things don't happen. And that's something we've talked about where it's yeah. like with like the printing press stuff, um, where it's like perfect example of not relating it to fucking coronavirus because i'd love to like take it away from that even though it's super prevalent but like before all this stuff happened like you bought the printing press dead ends and just like it just didn't work like literally something you can't control that shouldn't the fucking metal doesn't work like doesn't screw in yeah yeah but at least you know it doesn't work and you know to go to you have to do something different Right, well, and I mean, like, of. kind of, but like, I could take another chance and order it again. Or, yeah. Maybe it was a defect, it was a defect on that one. Right, but yeah. it's like it gets into that gray area where it's like I don't know what to do because there's enough reviews on it of the same thing where it's like, is this worth it? Like, is it worth even trying again? Yeah, you know, is it just another waste of time, or you know, or do you just go somewhere else? And it's just like, and obviously, it's like this. I don't know. I think making clothes in like t-shirts and stuff, while it's super easy, anybody can go buy blank t-shirts, you know, you go get a, download a free graphic software app yep. that doesn't infect your file and then go to a local um, printing shop and get a t-shirt made. Anybody can do it, but like, like I want to do it at a certain, like a certain way and a certain level in my head, a certain level. And it's just like, it's so weird. I don't know. Well, why don't you just make a decision of what to do and stick with it and not look back? It's like, so either well, mostly decide, when it comes down for me though, because like I want to sell. It's not like I just want to make them. Yeah. Like yeah. there needs to be some sort of profit, and like that profit needs to 
actually happen, and I can't sell t-shirts for $67. I mean, I could, but, like, that's not realistic. So that makes it seem like your only option, then, is to find a printing press that works. Or what I've been trying to do is find somewhere else that will give yeah. me a lower rate, and that process is slow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's tricky, it's not, right? It's, you know, and it's, like, not it's not necessarily... Like, it is dependent on me, but it's also not. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like I can, you know, just... It's not like I have a printing press and I'm just shitty at burning a screen and I keep fucking up the actual process. It's literally Whereas the screw the, couldn't screw the piece of metal it's that literally, it's supposed to screw in well, and now that, it's like well, a waste of time. Not even that. It's like I have to go find these places and then wait on them to do it. Yep. And then they give too. it back. And it's just like constant weeks of like finding stuff and like pointless. How much was the printing press? <sighs> Let's say how much is like 150 to 200. It's like 200 bucks. But like, was like so when that happened though, you got to realize everything else stops though too. I think this is the thing where it's like when we talk about these kind of process things, not my process, it's literally but like the process I cannot go forward anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, I get that now. I was just trying to understand. No, yeah, I was trying true. to help you decide what to do. No, yeah, and like right now what I need to what I'm going what I'm doing I mean, not what I what I want to. What I'm doing is I'm finding somewhere else to print these shirts, mm-hmm. um, so I can put something out. Cause I just want to put something out. Yeah. You know, like I have, like I'm wearing a sample, like I can do it and I can put it out and I want to put it out. You know, and it's like it's just like these slow, freaking. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like once once I find somewhere where I know is gonna give me the quality, but the price. And I know it's a stable price, mm-hmm. and it works. Then everything starts. Yeah, it's rapid fire. Oh, and that then and that, that you know, it's just like, dude. what's the best way to do stuff? Yeah. And once you find the best way to do stuff, then it's just like, you know, kind of like I'm you know, related to beat making. Like once you found out, what was it? Once you get better at cutting up a sample. Yeah. It's just like so much easier, so much less work. It's like kind of you know the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like. Well, once I once these people know yeah. me and I know them and I can take stuff to them and I know yep. their rate, everything's fine. Then yeah. it's literally just pushing product, yep. pushing the creative ideas. It's not this tedious bullshit that gets me so frustrated. Yeah, and I think that's like that's exactly what it is. Where it's just like, I think for you it changes less of the overall end goal. I think the overall like theme of Superbia is like whatever. But like the there's the short term and the medium term stuff though, and that stuff is like at some point. You just get you just get beat up from taking so many L's on those. Oh, absolutely. Things. Like it doesn't so mean that the big thing. Does, yeah, and that's like, oh, it's that's like, the, it's not worse. like I'm it's not like I'm struggling for what I think because a lot of the stuff is like arbitrary to like me, right? I'm creating stuff. I want things to look a certain way. Um, it's not even. It's I don't know. It's frustrating because it's something so stupidly easy. Like I think a lot of like so like when I and who knows maybe. Everybody has had this problem. It's the printing that's people's fucking. I'm sure it's thing. a main issue, but yeah, either way. But like in my head, it's like this is like one of the easiest things to like figure out, and yeah. like other people are probably struggling on how to take good pictures and how they want to promote the brand, mm-hmm. like through like you know that kind of stuff. And it's like that stuff is not hard for me, given the fact that you know yeah. I have you know people around me that can do that, and I have those resources. But it's like this is just beating. It's like beating yeah. a dead horse. It's like death I mean, by a thousand cuts, and that's that's something I always worry about too. And because I'm willing to to eat shit for a while, right? To do a bunch of stuff and know I'm gonna fail at a lot of this shit. But what always gets me caught up in like 
the middle of it or even the beginning of like getting ready to go in and be like, I'm going to fucking take it up the, the butthole here for a while is you got to know or not know, but like there's also a amount or level of let's just call it energy that when you come out of that stage that you still need to make it all work. Yeah. So just because you get through the shitty part doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily be able to make it through. And that's always that fear that I have personally, where it's like, okay, I know this stuff is going to, is I'm supposed to struggle at it. I know it's going to be tough. I know I'm going to fail at things. I'm not going to know things. I'm going to have to learn things and do things over. I'm totally cool with all that. What I'm not cool with is doing all that shit and then getting to the point where I got it all figured out and then not having it, whatever it is. To then push Money, it through energy, to the final stage, and I just yeah, and whatever, I just, yeah, and I'm just that I, would just well, exhausted from it. I think that that goes right back to the the knowledge is like compound oh, yeah. interest. I think of the pr- let me give you an example. The this actually in my orientation speech at Berkeley, um, when the the Black Student Alliance said, "I like being in the Black Student Alliance because I like being with people who look just like me." Mm-hmm. Remember, I was telling yeah, you about yeah. that. In that same meeting, the president of Berkeley, he gave his, like, speech, who he is and whatnot, and he, he like, was a really dope fusion jazz drummer or something, Mm -hmm. and he was in a band, and they got signed, and then dropped, because they had some really weird niche that wasn't big enough, and then he kind of worked dumb jobs for five years, not sure what to do. And then he went to Africa, met his wife there for a volunteer group, started this massively successful like daycare company. It like they get built into companies. So like when you go to work, you can drop them off in the same building. Yeah. Massively successful, totally unrelated to music. Then he went, did something else and then now he's president of Berkeley and I remember him saying like if you would have told me when I was 18 years old that I'd be president of um, Berkeley College of Music I would have said you're crazy oh yeah like this goes back to the hindsight you can see the L you took with video production or whatever and how that led you to this no, yeah, and you in the opportunities you're gonna get are mm-hmm. like, but more so, he wasn't going out setting out to be the president of Berkeley though. Correct. So his and that's my thing where it's like I'm not doing this to hopefully one day land in the spot where it's like super advantageous. Like that's one thing I totally get that. I think that that thing holds up for sure. Your whole story I totally agree with of like the idea of when you just do the right thing over in time, and even though you take those L's in the meantime, that eventually like the if you have the process and you have the ability to like basically just like endure that shit that you're going to be like really shocked at like what does show up from it i think it's the intentionality of it of that's awesome and i'm super and like this i'm super appreciative of like a lot of the stuff that i've been able to do but that wasn't the goal like i i still didn't like i still failed in the like the total aspect of i didn't accomplish what i really set out to do and when it goes back before that of like when you're looking forward at that, not backwards at that. And you're sitting there and being like, man, like I really hope, and I don't know if I will or won't because you don't know how those losses are going to rack up and affect you. Like, I'm really like unsure if like, I'm going to be able to make it through this whole thing to get to that point. And that's something that I always, am like trying to be aware of, of a, does that even matter? Right. 
for me, I think it does for process, but for other people, it might not. And I'm totally mm-hmm. understanding of that. But also, too, like, what's the intentionality of it? Of is the point to just like end up in a like a positive place, or is the point to accomplish what you set out to do? And that's you have to decide that for yourself. I can't like tell you that. That's kind of something I've been thinking about actually lately. Um, when you told me to like really think about what what is superbia to you and it's like you know at the end of the day i kind of realized like you know i just want to make clothes yeah and um that's kind of just like whether that's just getting putting whatever i think looks cool on a t-shirt and getting that printed like whatever Mm -hmm. um that's kind of just like i think what the underlying thing is yeah um and like even if like in seven months you know run out of money Mm -hmm. all hell shit hits the fan yeah. like literally the worst thing is just like close the LLC close everything I still like am able now to like create dope like what I like in clothes I yeah your still, angle like, is gonna be like probably reached really yeah weirdly. like and it's yeah. like I can still like now like go out and just be like alright I want these t-shirts printed because I want to make these things mm-hmm. you know um I don't know no for but, sure like it's like we, yeah like weirdly like almost to me and that's my perspective of it is like it's kind of like in a backwards way but in a good way where like all the business side for you is the, what you're talking about is the president of Berkeley stuff. Yeah. Like, this is all stuff that I'm doing because like, that's the right thing to do. And like, I should try to do these things. But weirdly, if those things don't work and you still made dope clothes that you liked, you weirdly did accomplish your long-term goal. Mm -hmm. Just now did it meet these other things that, and then it's the outside world's perspective of success, right? Maybe it doesn't meet theirs, but as long as it meets yours, especially with these like side venture things where it's like, who who should who are you to tell me whether or not I feel like it was a success for me? Yeah, I wasn't even I didn't even mean success. I meant like you'll end up in a place that you can't predict based on oh yeah your doing L's. things yeah and who knows most, where that's gonna like, be yeah a lot of the time it's probably better it's a than, spot yeah that yeah. you are very glad to be in oh for sure it's that creation or that not creation like, but like the idea of like hope and optimism for sure especially yeah. kind of relating back to shitty Destiny, coronavirus like shit. right now we're all about to end up in a place that we did not necessarily <laughs> think or expect to be yeah. once we come out of this thing and hopefully with the like having an optimistic view of it it's a place where we can then go and take advantage of the new opportunities that arise but um it's the intentionality stuff of the things that you started before all this happened and now don't know about it. I think that's where I'm always kind of going back to right now of whenever I'm sitting around like mindlessly playing video games at four in the morning, me thinking of like, okay, like how do we still endure? This is one of those losses. This is definitely a big L time yeah. right now where it's like, how do I endure this and do it in a way that I still have the energy and the resources and whatever it is to be able to still be able to continue doing it after we get out of this shit. Mm-hmm. This, that reminds me of this topic I read about in a book, a Malcolm Gladwell book, shout out. Um, about he calls them near misses. I don't know if this might apply to us mm-hmm. with the coronavirus. I'm not so sure. But the example he talked about was people in Europe during World War II. I think specific might not be the right place. Let's just say it was sure. England. Yeah. And the the government was very worried that with all the bombing going on right you know right outside your house mm-hmm. that they were going to have a massive overflow of panicked people whatnot yeah so they set up like six psychiatric hospitals like additional ones they built them just for that and they found that no one really ended up panicked they ended up converting all the psychiatric hospitals to military bases Mm -hmm. 
And what they found is with, I would kind of need to reread it. I may be butchering it a little bit, but a lot of the people, they used the near miss. So getting bombed, your next door got taken out by a bomb, but you mm-hmm. came unscathed. Yeah. It actually made them even less afraid in turn. Hmm. And they called it a near miss. Um, a lot of Holocaust survivors report being happier after they come out, actually. That's a near miss. Um, he gave an example of this. It's the appreciation of like yeah. realizing value yeah, what yeah. you had the we whole time. Might have that coron- we might have that effect by the corona. We come out of it sure. unscathed. Sure. Um, I thought that was super interesting. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think on that positive note, we'll wrap it up for this week. Also, because I'm really worried that we're going to hit a freeze point here with the Ram situation, but... Um, what are we at for length? Uh, close. Hour and 30. Yeah. Hour so, and 20. We tested yesterday and wrapped minutes. it up. I should stop buying time. Um, anyways, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Hopefully uh, we get ooh preview of the 21st birthday live stream for producer mm-hmm. Pete. Oh, yeah, Thursday. Next, yeah. We need we'll to plan some games. We'll plan some things out. Oh, yeah. Come view us on Instagram or whatnot. But uh, until until then, this has been uh, this Double has OTW been 88.9, The Cleanse. The cleanse. All right, peace. Adios.